proudly family owned and operated since 1989. statetransport.com.au The Captain's Run with Sam Edmund. Michael Barlow, not too far away. What a round six it's going to be. The top four play each other. There's a grand final rematch thrown in there. We haven't talked about Todd Goldstein yet. Not many get to 300. What a servant he's been for North Melbourne. Could have left once, could have left twice. Still at the club and uh, well-deserving of an illustrious milestone. We've got Anzac Eve, we've got Anzac Day, and we've got a high-profile player playing his old club on their own turf for the first time since leaving. That's Rory Lobb. In fact... I might get this man to educate me on the natives out west. Are they just a little bit different? Uh, his name is Michael Barlow for AFL Nation. Mickey, welcome. Yeah, Rob returns to, um, to his old home. Well, he's now a three-club player, but this one I think will be a little bit more... What we might do is we might just push the old reset. Gee, the phones have been um, temperamental this week. So we'll just uh, push pause on Mickey Barlow. We'll get him back in a moment. I'm, I'm, keen, to, I'm keen to get an education uh, from Michael Barlow on uh, what it's like playing out west and what the typical fan is like as they are coming for Rory Lobb tonight. Uh, 8-10 on the East Coast. Looking forward to this one. We'll, we'll try again. Mick, you there? Oh, testing one, two, three, oh, Beautiful now. Crystal clear. It's what you deserve. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, Rory Lobb back to um, back to play one of his old sides, but I think this one will be a bit more hostile. Won't it? In the West, uh, they tend to hold a grudge in the West, and <laughs> he's back tonight, and we'll see how it goes. The lobster tears brew. I, I cannot believe they've brewed a beer for the occasion. Well, I was actually in Perth on Wednesday, and they do get very patriotic in the West, and the Channel, I think it was the Channel 10 News, um, were running that story, and I, there was nothing more West Australian, of which I love West Australia, and I'm very, it's a, it's a great place, I love Fremantle, but the, they've gone probably a little bit over the top on that one, I think, Sammy, and yeah, I'm not looking forward to the game, um, 6-10 start there in the West, mm. Rory Lobb against his old side, uh, big opportunity for one of these sides to actually say, right, we're, we're here for the right reasons this year. Jesus, the old eight-pointer. I mean, there's a massive difference between clawing your way back to three and three, which I think is what the winner will do, and as opposed to being two and four and well and truly back in the quagmire. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we can tend to over-exaggerate and get a little bit carried away early in the season. We are hitting round six, and a lot of the experts, I think David King, right at the top of that list, uh, who I rate very highly, um, says you've got to wait till about round six to, to be able to make informed decisions on where a side sits for the year yeah. and that is now so um, you know Fremantle sitting at two and three got out of jail last week against the Suns but tonight poses uh, I think a more significant threat and it actually gives us a bit of a, a bit of a better sample size as to where both sides are at. Hey Michael I don't want to labour the subject but we're talking about Cola earlier now you obviously played for, for Gold Coast and there's it's a bit of an annual debate around whether Cola should return and whether Specific clubs like the Suns would be would be um, worthy of it, given the state of the market up there from a housing sense. I mean, are you a are you a cola believer? If I can put you on the spot, um, ooh, you have put me on the spot. I I, I do tend to agree. Um, in uh, the the bottom end of the list, I know. Like I've spoken at length to Dylan Buckley about this when he was at GWS and uh, Tom Sheridan was at GWS. Now we're on rookie wages um, and living in Sydney was yeah you know, it was a fair stretch on rookie wage and you might people might you know shoot me down um for that comment because you know that it's a mm. professional athlete and all that but there is an element of being a professional athlete and and you know keeping up to, uh, to an extent with the joneses like you, you do have there are certain 
you know, you're out a lot and the lifestyle um, does subdue you at times or or make you subject to, to, to spending more. Um, and people might say, oh, well, learn how to budget and, and do all that, which they do. But at the same time, if it's a, a one-year contract in GWS or Sydney, um, something has to be done, I think, around the bottom end um, players in, in terms of what their salary looks like and just making it a little bit more affordable for them. What's life like for Sydney? I reckon, you know, as far as their media appearances, ever since the grand final, they've handed with aplomb. Whenever the conversation inevitably turns to grand final hangovers and playing Geelong again for the first time, they do it this weekend down in Geelong as well. Their first, uh, I guess, reunion since that 81-point drubbing on on grand final day. What's it like for a a club going up against uh, the side that that belt them in the grand final the season prior? Yeah, they're... They're, they're, they're a fairly admirable uh, club, aren't they, the Swans? How they do a lot of things. Their culture, um, you know, they're always very accessible. Um, you know, they, they, they're no, no nonsense, no, no excuse. Football club, um, you know, largely. So that grand final result, we saw it with the Doggies um, in, in the COVID year, in the Perth grand final, where grand finals, when they get out of hand, like the, the scoreboard just does really take control. There's not much on the back end of those matches to play for. So 74 points for the Dogs and then it was 81 points for um, the, the Swans last year. So, yeah, they were be- they're they better than that and they'll be they'll be buttering up this weekend and I don't think they'll go to, to square the ledger because the ledger is well and truly in the cat's favour having won the Premiership and, and celebrated long and hard. So that'll be on the Swans' mind a little bit um, about how they can um, claw back some, some respectability from that result. Um, but also, I think they'll stay in the moment and, and and understand how important it is for their season to just continue some good momentum, uh, which the Swans have a fair bit of. And in terms of the, the class and and top end talent they have, um, there's no reason they can't replicate their season last year and and be a, uh, a serious contender come the end of September. Hey, Michael, I'm so taken by the Saints. Now I know they lost at the weekend, but they were uh, one of my takeaways from the round. I thought the system, the way it stood up against Collingwood, was was really, really impressive. What that coaching group's been able to do, uh, obviously headlined by Ross Lyon in a short space of time, and what a matchup it is with the Blues. That they're so fascinating to watch tactically. The Saints, they are, and he's he's done some remarkable things. Well, that coaching group's done some remarkable things with, um, and a lot of the credit clearly goes to Ross. But my understanding was Ross didn't take a huge amount of the preseason training. There was a lot of subcontracting to to assistants: Corey Enright, Robert Harvey, uh, Lenny Hayes. So. You know, they've got a really good, formidable coaching group going together all on the same page. The end of that match, uh, when they nearly they nearly snuck out of it with a draw, mm. um, was quite remarkable. And what was even more remarkable was when the the post-broadcast, uh, the camera, um, tanned to the coaching box and Ross Lyon was laughing at the end of the match. So that, uh, to me, indicates that he has well and truly changed uh, because... Even in some of the best wins and the most comfortable of wins, I don't think there was much of a smirk uh, behind the glass in the coach's box. So they're doing great things. Um, I think the personnel, they're starting to get some personnel back, memory this week, steal back. Um, I think they will hit a lull at some stage throughout the year, the Saints, because they're relying at the moment on a lot of their their, their depth or their younger players to, and to sustain that form and, and level of effort and intensity um, is a real challenge. So... Uh, yeah, they've been a real story. Um, but from here, they should really be you know, targeting to play finals, and that's that's 
just stating the absolute obvious, um, but they put themselves in a really good position to do that. We've got about a minute left here, uh, Mick, but I always like to finish on a VFL front. Now, I don't want to bring up um, a sore point here, but uh, your Werribee Tigers, 5.17 last weekend? Yeah, 5.17, uh, 63 entries, um, <laughs> so eight more scoring shots. And you got rolled. More inside 50s. Just couldn't execute, so uh, safe to say, Sammy, we've, we've reviewed it. Um, you play that game a lot of times, you, you get a result. But, yeah, yep. the emphasis this week is on finishing the work we do, finishing the work, and, and hopefully we get a result. Williamstown on Sunday. Looking forward. Yeah, absolutely, I will. Hey, mate, thanks for finding the time. Really appreciate it. Great to have you on board to preview Round 6. Thanks, Sammy. Enjoy your day. There is Michael Barlow, Werribee Tigers coach, obviously, and AFL Nation commentator. Sammy, off the text, it's more to do with Lobb's parting comments about the coaching that has most Frio fans offside. Lowe got a few boos, but nothing too bad. Lobb will cop his whack tonight, and rightfully so. That is from Paul. Yeah, that was in that documentary, wasn't it? Show me the money. He said he felt disjointed and disconnected from the coaching group. Having said that, though, I think Justin Longmuir put his hand up to say he might have done a few things differently on that front, but they're going to boo, no doubt about it, and it'll be uh, interesting to watch tonight. Uh, we need to get to the headlines. Anna Pavlou's got the latest uh, across the world and across the country coming up, and we'll be back shortly right here on The Captain's Run.